0: someplace to lay my head it might have been meals I didn't want to eat but I had something to eat it may not have been the bed I wanted to, you know, the most comfortable bed but I had a bed to lay in if, if I've been through hundreds of thousands of days and God has provided for me why do I have to fear like he's going he's gonna to let me down now he's never failed he's never failed anybody thankful tonight that he's not a God who fails amen he's faithful he's just Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Thank you, praise team. Right before we dismiss the children, I want to ask everybody just for a moment to be seated with your children, with you. We are going to dismiss them in just a minute. Uh, Just obviously right now, as kind of the order of services, um, don't have a whole lot of opportunities to address Nothing major, just something I want to talk to us about. Amen. Uh, First of all, how many of you know what's our saying? We are a church of strong families that exists to build strong families, right? Of believers. All right. So we are a strong family of believers that exists to build strong families. We've been putting a lot of focus on the second half of that first half of that before we build strong families we have to be a strong family and so just a couple of things I want to address this past Sunday um, there were a lot of distractions now most of them you probably didn't recognize as good that's very good and I'm not here to bring them to your attention if you didn't notice them as a pastor I'm probably hyper aware of distractions Uh, many of them again that you would never know about so I'm not going to tell you about them because I don't want you looking for him. Uh, and I don't, again, I don't want to accentuate what would not be noticed. However, I do want to touch very briefly on the importance that we as a church do everything we can to make sure that we're not a distraction. Amen? We don't ever want to de- detract from what God is trying to do. Amen? I don't ever want to preach in a manner that people are so focused on me that they don't hear the words of Jesus Christ. Amen? If that's happening, then I need to change the way I'm preaching because the focus should be on Jesus and his word. Amen? I don't want anything we do, whether that's the music we sing. We want everything we do to be pointing to Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, We also want everything to be done, the scripture says, to be done decently and in order. Everybody know that's in the Bible? That's not the first book of Jason. That's Jesus, his word. All right? On the flip side of that, we also want there to be the same Bible tells us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, and that we should worship him in freedom, amen, in spirit and in truth. And so we want things to be done decently in order. We also want there to be freedom in our worship, all right? So this call to freedom in worship, but for things to be done decently in order, can bring somewhat of a thin line. And, there, and many, because they fear one or the other, they go to one extreme, all right? Because they fear things not being decently in order, they lack freedom, And everything becomes very stoic and very regimented because we don't want people to get too carried away to where it wouldn't be decent and in order. The others go the other side of that, and they just abandon decent and order, and it's just chaos. I don't think we have to abandon either, and we don't. And that's not the issue I'm getting ready to talk about for a moment. I think we have great, I think there's a balance of freedom and liberty, but also decency and order in the way that we worship. Another thin line, though, is, the one that I want to talk to us about for a minute tonight, and that is that we want our children to enjoy church, right? How many of you want your child to enjoy church? Whether that child is a toddler or a teenager, we want our children to enjoy church. And I think that we are doing more and more to create an environment where our children can look forward to coming to the house of the Lord, right? We start our Sunday mornings off with worship that is geared toward our children, We have children's service we're going to dismiss in just a moment. On Wednesday nights, we have papers for our kids uh, to encourage them to engage in uh, the the worship and the preaching. All right. Uh, As the pastor, my wife and I made a decision that rather than meeting with our guests after church, we're going to go meet with our children. All right. And, And that was a strategic decision because you know what? We found that just because a guest comes one time, we may not, they may not come back, but our children are coming back. And I want to invest in the next generation. I want them to know that we believe in them and we love them. So we want our children to enjoy church. We want them to be engaged in church. But we don't want to forget that there is still a call for things to be done decently and in order. And that requires, you ready for it? Parenting. I know that's a tough one, but it requires parenting. I want your kids to be cute. I want, when they come up here to sing, I want everybody to ooh and ah. And just like you as your parent, as the parent, you think they're the cutest thing in the world, and I want everybody to agree with that. All right? But I don't want them to be the center of attention when the preaching is going forward. And that takes parenting. Everybody all right? This is where I test whether you like me as your preacher or your pastor. There's a lot of churches that love preachers. They don't like pastors. I don't want anything to distract from the Word of God. I don't want my delivery, my lack of preparation, my personality. As the preacher, I want everything that I say and do to bring attention to the Word of God, never to take away from it. And so with that being said, if your child is taking attention away from the Word, it's out of order. Mm. I tried to build up to it, right? I tried to build up to it, but it's just the way it is. If your child is acting in a way that it's drawing people's attention away from the word that's going forward. It's out of order. And there's only one thing they can get it back in order, and that is parenting. If your child is acting up, screaming, fussing, running around, playing freeze tag in the middle of church, and I know kids are kids, and they're going to do it. Here's what kids will do, as much as you'll let them do. All right, and I'm not talking about being unrealistic. I don't expect a two-year-old to sit through church and never move. But if the preacher is having to compete with your child, it's out of order. The preacher should never be in competition with a screaming baby. Everybody still all right? All right. Some of you ain't even looking at me right now. That's all right. This is right. This is, I'm the pastor of this church, and I have a responsibility to tell you how things need to be run here. All right? And so I'm not trying to be offensive. But if, if, your, if your child screams, we can get through that. But if it's incessant and it's causing a disruption, simply take them out for a moment. Re- push the reset button. Take them out in the foyer. Now, what you don't need to do is take them out in the foyer and give them a lollipop. Okay, because that is saying to them, oh, if I scream and make a fuss... I'm going to get to go out there and get a lollipop. No, that's not what you need to do. You need to take them out there and say, listen, this is not how we're going to behave in church. Well, there are two. They don't understand me. They understand a lot more than you think they do. Amen. Some of you other parents, there's other ways to get the word through. All right. There's some other ways to get the word through. All right. I've, I've been down that road. I know both on the giving and the receiving end of it. All right. So I would just tell you as a preacher, as a pastor, it's a terrible thing to spend 30, 40 hours a week praying and preparing for a sermon and it to be destroyed by a 10-minute temper tantrum by a child. Say, so well, I don't agree with that, Pastor. That's okay. I didn't ask if you agree with it. I'm just telling you that's how it needs to be. All right? So if I know that your children are ch- our children, and I get it. Sometimes we have guests and we are empowering our hostesses. If there is a child that is a, a guest or new to this church, and that child is going in, and the parents don't understand what needs to happen, we're empowering our hostesses to come and help them with that next step, which should be out toward the foyer. And if they don't want to get up, we'll help them with that. We'll take the child out for them. Again, I'm not talking about us being cruel. This is not cruel. All right? They would In a movie theater, they wouldn't even let you get that far. If your child started screaming, they would help you out the door in a movie theater. What we're doing is more important than Luke Skywalker and Spider-Man. Amen. So uh, I'm, I'm just asking us a little housekeeping tonight. A little bit of housekeeping. Because we want God to be the center of attention in this church. We want, we want the word of God to be the focus in this church. Amen. Everybody's still good? If you're happy and you know it, say amen. 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 Stand with me. We're going to dismiss our children now. Hey, we love you. I had two-year-olds. My girls were two at one time. Believe it or not, they were little, and we had to fight with them. They were stubborn at times. They threw fits. We had to deal with it too, okay, and I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. It's just a stage they go through, and as a church, we're going to help you, but we got to make sure that we're Keeping things decent and in order, all right? All right, children are dismissed. Teachers are dismissed. My wife, now I'm going to turn to her. After I got everybody mad at me, I'm going to turn to her. Nobody. Michelle said nobody's mad at me. Thank you, Michelle. All right. Uh, you can be seated. One last announcement as my wife gets ready to come. Gym night. This coming Monday, we have a special treat. You all may not recognize this name, but Brother Carlton Kuhn, who was, okay, a few of you do. All right, Brother Kuhn was the former um, North American Missions Director for the United Pentecostal Church. He's actually going to be in person in D.C. doing some ministry and leadership training at 7 o'clock. We're going to zoom it in, though, and have it here in the sanctuary so that we will be participating with what Brother Kuhn is doing. All right? So you don't want to miss that. He is a, a tremendous man of God, a great preacher, great Uh, leadership trainer and minister trainer so that'll be part of what we're doing on gym night my wife is going to come now and rescue me i'll get that
1: okay how many of you got the email from the church this afternoon or this morning whenever it was sent out to take that little quiz okay if you have not if you didn't get that email if you'll take out your phone i does it work with samsung's too or just apple It does. (laughs) Scan that code right there. Just take a picture of it, and it'll open up a link for you to go on, and it takes like five minutes at the most for you to take this little quiz. How many of you were surprised by your results? No? I wasn't either. I I need your... All right, so... Go ahead and take that quiz. Did it work for everyone? Did everybody get it? Technology today, who would have thought? And while they're doing that, the ushers are passing out a handout. Okay. When you answer the questions, and I didn't really tell the people who did it by email this, but when you answer the questions, if you're doing it right now, kind of think in your role in the family, because I know sometimes you deal with situations different in the family than you do on your job or in the church or whatever other roles you play, but within your home, think of it in that kind of a setting as you answer those questions. I think, how many questions are there? 28. Okay. It's so fast. You just push the thumbs up and thumbs down. (laughs) It's super fast. Don't think too hard about it. I mean, don't go into, this is not the time for intercessory prayer. (laughs) You got to pray over your answers. All right. So um, my husband just said that Mike and Emily Smith, the the new family that's been coming, they were in a car accident on their way to church tonight too. So are they okay? I think everybody's okay, but man, devil's driving around tonight. Um, while everybody's kind of finishing up, or just starting depending on how fast you are, um, how many of you have ever taken, and tonight I just want to put this out there, it's not going to be super spiritual tonight, we're getting super practical tonight, okay, and we're going to dig into some, some family stuff and um, how we relate to one another and the reason why, how, how many of you have ever said to someone in your family or to yourself, why are you the way you are? <laughs> I've said it to myself, and I've probably said it to people in my family, but maybe not. Have I? Have I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so tonight we're going to kind of look at um, some different behavior styles, and I know there's all kinds of those personality tests out there. They have the um, Enneagram. How many of you have ever done the Enneagram personality I think it's more of the younger generation have been <laughs> doing that um and then there's the oh was it Myers-Briggs there's what's the ENFJ stuff what's that called that is Myers-Briggs Oh, okay well there's more out there I know there's more who oh yes the colors the colors one like what I think I'm orange do what Brother Josh has them all. <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to? <laughs> okay. Um, but there's a lot out there. This one is called the DISC assessment. If you didn't figure that out, D I S C, and we're gonna kind of talk about um, the different styles within that and help you kind of identify where you are um, and why, why you, what makes you tick. So why is it important to understand behavior style within the family setting? One is to learn how we can effectively communicate with one another. The more we communicate effectively the more pleasant the home is, right? I mean, if you say something and the person understands and they respond and you understand and everybody's on the same page, it creates some peace. Now, when communication is broken, then trust is broken and it's difficult to have peace in your home. And so communication is obviously extremely important. And so understanding, you know, because you can say something, you know, the Charlie Brown mother the wah, wah, wah. You feel like sometimes that's what they're hearing. You're like, did you not just hear what I said? Like literally I just said, or it could be the other way around when your spouse or your child or whoever you're, whoever's talking to you, they could be talking and you're going, I'm trying really hard to understand what you're saying, but I ain't getting it. And it can cause some chaos there. Um, so being able to effectively communicate with one another. Um, also to better understand ourselves and why we react the way that we do and why we might have some difficulties responding to others in the family. Um, the first person, though, that we have to examine is ourselves. Okay, so kind of getting getting to know you, but getting to know yourself. Um, And that's called, have you ever heard of the mirror principle? Has anyone ever heard of that? The mirror principle is just really talking about looking at yourself in the mirror and examining some things. And so we're going to do that tonight um, because if our self-perception is distorted, then our attempt to influence and communicate with one another will be misguided and we can even begin to manipulate because we're trying to get people to understand us and they're not understanding us, but you don't know why they're not and it can just create so much chaos. Um, Human nature seems to endow people with the ability to size everyone else up and uh, to figure out everyone else except themselves. When steering a team or when you're driving a car, neglecting your blind spots can cause you to wreck. And so the first person I must figure out how to get along with is myself. That's hard to do sometimes. I'm my own worst enemy. And um, if we can kind of understand ourselves, it leads to a healthier self-image of, of who we are, and it, it lets us know where we need to work on some things. Those blind spots that other people see those blind spots, but I don't see them. And we're gonna talk more about that next week. Um, We're gonna dig into that a little bit more. But if we think negatively of ourselves, then we're gonna seek validation from everyone else. So if you find that you're someone who's constantly needing validating, you probably need to re-examine yourself and say, okay, I don't have to have everybody telling me how pretty I am. (laughs) Okay, that's just a shallow example. You know, if, if, if you're the kind of person that you can't go on, if your day is just crushed, if nobody tells you how amazing you are, you know, we might need to work on your, your image of yourself, <laughs> Okay? We need to um, have a healthier self-image. And so, on the contrary, if we have a positive view of ourselves, we'll be secure enough that we can add value to the people around us. Instead of always looking at what someone else can do for us to add value to me, when I'm secure in who I am, I can say, okay, I have something to offer, and I'm going to add value to someone else's life. And so, really, doing a good self-examination of, your, of yourself really helps other people. It sounds like it would be selfish, but it's not. It's when you're secure in who you are, you can add value to other people. But when you're insecure, how many of you don't look at anybody? Don't point at anybody. How many of you know somebody that's so insecure, you're constantly having to reaffirm them and it gets exhausting. It's like, yes, I love you. Good heavens, (laughs) you know, I tell you 400 times a day and you still question me. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's, again, none of these examples I'm using are real life in our family. He knows I love him (laughs) and I know he loves me. So y'all are like, wow, that's so hurtful, Sister Valerie. Um, But anyways, when when you are secure in who you are, know kind of what you're about. You can add value to the people around you. The first person I must change is myself. John Maxwell wrote an article called Man in the Mirror. I know some of y'all just immediately started singing. In the name of Jesus, we ain't singing that in church. (laughs) okay? (laughs) But he said, John Maxwell said, the first person I must know is myself. This brings self-awareness. The first person I must get along with is myself, and this leads to a healthy self-image. The first person to cause me problems, guess who it is? Myself. Admitting truth yields self-honesty, and the first person I must change is myself. This empowering attitude paves the way to self-improvement. Okay, so a lot of times, and I, I will tell you, if you are not married... If you're dating somebody and you have this plan that you're going into this, you don't like them that much right now, but you're planning to change them into what you want them to be, it ain't going to (laughs) work, okay? The only change that I've made in my husband is he wears overalls sometimes when working out in the yard now, and I love it, (laughs) okay? I think it's great. He bought his first pair of John Deere overalls a few years ago when we moved onto our property. And I was like, I've done it. This is it. And he does have some cowboy boots. He doesn't wear them very much, but he does have a pair. He'll wear them for like the fall festival or something. That's about it. What? (laughs) Anyways... All right, so, I don't know, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, you don't go into it thinking you can change somebody, okay? Focus on how can I change? And if there's issues in your family right now, instead of pointing the finger and saying, you need to do this better and you need to do that better, why don't you turn your finger and say, okay, what can I do better to help this situation, okay? So we're going to look at these four different um, these behavior styles. And this is nothing new. This has been around for years and years and years. Um, Back in 444 BC, Empedocles, that guy's name is fun to say, came up with the different styles of human behavior. And back then, they just kind of associated it with weather. So, earth, air, fire, and water were the four Style, so I'm guessing if someone was super feisty, they were fire. (laughs) You know, if somebody had a real bad attitude, they're like, okay, you're fire. Um, I don't know what the earth was. Maybe I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know. Um, And then in 440 BC, Hippocrates came up with the more familiar this one you probably have heard of: the choleric, the sanguine, the phlegmatic, and the melancholy. Then in 1921, Carl Jung. Came up with thinking, feeling, sensation, and intuition, and then the disc came up in one thousand, nine hundred and twenty-six by a guy named William Marston. Um, so really, it's it's kind of evolved a little bit over the years, but there's always been four. Okay, there's four. Now I know some of the other ones, like the Enneagram. You can be like twenty-eight different things. is so confusing. Um, but it is important. I want to say this: that it is very important to understand that when you have the Holy Ghost and you're striving to live a godly Christian life and principles of God's word, the Holy Ghost trumps all of your personality traits that these things talk about, okay? So whenever you look at this, you're not allowed to act foolish and blame it on your personality. That's just the way I am. I punched you in the face because I just have a fiery uh, personality. No, that's not how it works, okay? The Holy Ghost gives you ability to make course changes and behavior changes. Even if you are really, really strong in this one certain trait and it's really negative and it is hurting the people around you, you don't get to say, well, that's just who I am. They have to live with it. No, the Holy Ghost works those things out as we become more Christ-like, okay? So I want to put that out there before we start digging into this because I don't want anyone walking away from here and telling your spouse on the way home, well, Sister Valerie said that's just my personality, so deal with it. Don't do that because we're not counseling you if you do that, (laughs) okay? So marriage counseling will not be available for you if you turn my words around. (laughs) So, all right, so I want you to look at your handout on page 12. Let's go to page 12. And it's not, you know, there's not 12 pages. I think it might be the second page on yours. Um, There is a, a page that I want you to keep, so keep these handouts because... The one page, page 11, that says trust model, that is something we're going to talk about next week, so bring that back with you. All right, so we're going to look at the, this graphic here on page 12, and we have the D, the I, the S, and the C, and real quick, I'm going to go over those, and then we'll dig into them a little bit more. First of all, how many of you, now that you've taken it, how many of you are a D? How many came back with a D? okay. All right, all right. I could see that. All right, I'm I'm a D. I'm really high D. So we're gonna, just so y'all know, I'm gonna be so transparent tonight, and it's not fair because I have to be to be able to teach this to you. But you guys don't get to be transparent. You just get to sit there and listen to me talk about how terrible I am sometimes. Um, so anyway, I'm a D. So the D is dominant, direct. And decisive. They're usually the decision makers in the family. And they say that only 3% of the population are D. So we're unique. (laughs) So special. Yes. Amen. I believe that. Um, And then we have the I. The I is for influencing, interactive, and interested in people. These are your influencers, and they just love people all the time. Yeah, some of y'all are pointing to others. And they say that um, influencing or the I is 11%. There's about 11% that make up the population there. And then we have the S's. How many of you are S's? S. yeah. Okay. Actually, I didn't ask. How many of you are I's? Yes, I knew that. Okay. Wow, you both are I's and you're married. Okay, Cameron's IS. Oh, I told them I was not going to tell them their <laughs> What are you, Riley? You are an IS? Okay. All right, I, th- I thought so. Actually, I didn't know. I didn't know for sure. You were a mystery. Um, anyway, so the, I's, the S's are 69% of the population are S's. So they make up a humongous, they're mo- most people are S's, obviously. Okay, and they're steady, stable, and secure, you wouldn't know it by looking at society, right? So, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know when they did this. <laughs> I don't know. They may need to reevaluate that. Um, okay. Then we have our Cs. How many of you are Cs? Okay. All right. Cs make up about 17% of the population. They are compliant. They are correct at least in their own mind, and they were controlled. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to talk through some of that. All right. There are three contributing factors to behavior style. There, There's a lot that goes into what makes you who you are, and three of the main contributing. One is heredity. It's kind of just those character traits that were put into you by God. They are engrafted in your DNA, and that's just Who you were born to be. Secondly are role models. And these are people in your life that have helped mold you. Um, A lot of our quirks we get from our parents or from people that raised us. Um, Some things, it's things that teachers, maybe there was an influential teacher in your life that they helped develop a certain character trait within you. Um, Family, you know, just that's role models in your life that have helped. Um, I get a lot of my tendencies from my dad. He was my biggest role model and I've my mother so many times has said, "Okay, art done." <laughs> like it wasn't in a very positive way, but anyway. Um I was like, "Oh, thank you." She's like, "I am not saying that as a compliment." <laughs> anyway, um but that's kind of what the role models in your life. And then thirdly is your environment. Your surroundings can determine how you respond or how you behave. So for example, I am not, so I'm a really high D. I am not that in every setting, okay? Um, When I go, when we go to visit and he's preaching somewhere, guess what? I'm not going to be a decision maker. I'm not going to be telling other church people what they need to do, okay? I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to have that take charge uh, personality when I'm visiting somewhere else. I'm probably going to be more introverted actually than anything else. Like, I hope nobody sees me. (laughs) Like I don't want to be seen. So it will change depending on your environment, really. Um, So those are those are the three things that kind of play into um, how you react. Because you're going to react in certain settings different than you will in other settings. Like I said, uh, at home, if somebody says something to irritate you, you're probably going to feel a little bit more freedom to express that. Well, on the job you're probably not going to have as much freedom to express that, or you got to do it in a different way. Okay, so your environment does make a difference. So looking at page 12, people are either active or they're passive. Okay, so we have, and you'll see at the top, active styles. So your D's and your I's, they are more active. And then your passive are your C's. And your S's. So people that are active, they're more outgoing. They're going to initiate contact with other humans. (laughs) Um, But the passive are more reserved. They'll usually avoid drawing attention to themselves. And those are your S's and C's. Okay, and then you have going uh, horizontally there, you've got task-oriented and you've got people-oriented. All right, so our task-oriented styles are the D's and C's. Now, task-oriented people are... If you do something that makes me feel good, then I feel good about you, okay? (laughs) If you go clean your room like I told you to, I'm going to like you more, okay? They're just just task-oriented people, and they respond more positively when tasks are completed, okay? And then you have um, your people-oriented folks, who are your I's and your S's, and they derive affection based on who you are and how you make them feel. So if you make me feel good, I'm going to move towards you. Like, I love you, I love you, I love you, okay? But if you make me feel bad, I'm going to probably move away from you. They're very relational, very relational, as opposed to the task-oriented people who are just do what I asked you to do, and we're going to get along just fine, <laughs> okay? And that's your D's and your C's. Your I's and your S's are like, you can do it if you want to. I just don't want your feelings to be hurt because I love you so much, <laughs> okay? So you have both sides there, and there's, there's positive there's and negatives in both of those, and we'll talk about that, all right? But it is important to understand these differences, um, because it's a motivational factor on why people act the way they do and what they and how they uh, respond in confrontational situations. Okay, so in a confrontational situation, those who are active, they're going to get in your space, right? These are your your D's and and your eyes. They're going to be a little more um, willing to confront things. Okay, and then your passive, they're not going to get in your space confrontation comes up and they are hiding they don't want to deal with it right okay so learning who we are so that we know how to more effectively communicate with others so if I'm active and this is the course correction you need to how many of you ever heard the term read the room you need to be able to read the room and if I'm naturally active and I'm ready to just confront something I need to read the room first because some folks ain't ready for it, and I need to slow my roll a little bit and just take a second and let them prepare, okay? But if I'm passive, then I need to also understand that there are times that I am going to have to confront some things, all right? So just because you don't like confrontation doesn't mean you just let things run amok because that's your personality. There, this is where that course change has to happen, and you got to fix some things, all right? So we're gonna look a little more closer at each at the characteristics of each style. So I want you to go to page, I think it's the page 24. Do you have that? You don't have 24, do you? You have 18. All right. So I'm gonna cover some of those, but I'm gonna go a little more in depth than what you have on your paper, but you can follow along. And as we go through these, I know some these are gonna be humorous, because some of this you're gonna be like ouch that hurt. And it was funny, before church, my girls were reading through theirs. And they were like, I don't do that. And I'm like, no, of course you don't. But I I did the same thing. I was like, whatever. I'm not like that. And they're like, we're going to walk out now, mom. Um, So, all right. So, let's look at the D's. Here we go. Again, who's a D? Raise your hand. All right. We have actually more D's in here than what I thought. All right. So this is for you. Are you guys ready? Can you handle this? (laughs) Okay. It's going to be all right. I promise. We're going to be just fine. All right. So the D is the extrovert, your doer. They're usually optimistic. So I'm going to read through some general characteristics, and these are the good things, okay? So here's your strengths if you're a D. You're strong-willed, okay? And first, let me say this. Family members, don't be A-manning right now. Okay, if I mention a negative thing, don't be like, yeah, did you hear that? Okay, don't do that. It's not going to make for good family relations. All right, so just look straight ahead and act like you did not hear me. Um, All right, strong-willed. You're productive. Again, Ds are task-oriented, so they're going to have their list, and they're going to get it done, okay? They're decisive. They're the decision-makers. Everybody goes to that person for, should I do this or should I do that? What should I do and you usually can make pretty quick, and even in a time of crisis, you're good at decision making <clears throat> all right you're practical, visionary, optimistic, courageous you're usually going to take risk these are are a lot of times they are risk takers they're born leaders they just are naturally whether they like it or not, they just lead um, they have a compulsive need for change. <laughs> I hate routine. I hate it with all my being, especially if something's not working. It's like, why in the world do we keep doing the same thing over and over, and it's not working? It drives me nuts. So, I, I that's, yeah, that's me. I told you all, I'm going to be up here confessing all my faults. Must correct wrongs. <laughs> that's a funny one. Um, not easily discouraged, independent, and self-sufficient and resolute. Okay, so these are your general characteristics of a D, um, your strengths. Now, here's some of our, we're going to call them limitations, okay, because that's a sweet way to to say maybe some negative things. Oh, these are, are you guys ready? Seriously, you need to prepare yourself. Okay, unsympathetic and cold. Oof. (laughs) <laughs> insensitive and inconsiderate. Okay, this doesn't mean this is you. Okay? This means this could be ha- you could have these tendencies. Okay? I'm trying to soften the blow here. <laughs> okay. Um you could possibly at one time in your life have this tendency. Okay. They're cruel and sarcastic. <laughs> Unforgiving, self-sufficient and domineering argumentative and impatient, Jesus, help me God, opinionated, proud, crafty, and not in like you're good at arts and crafts, okay, that's not what that means, all right, um, can't relax, no, it's not me, I can relax, I know how to relax, um, won't give up when losing, Whew. any competitive people in the house, <laughs> who I'm so bad, I'm so, I can't play games, James Wilson, I cannot play games with him. How many of you have ever played a, a board game with brother James Wilson? hmm I cannot do it. Bless his heart. I don't know if he's watching tonight. We love you, James. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not playing a board game with you. Um, he's played board games at our house, and I literally wanted to just. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's one of my limitations on here. Um, not Complimentary. I have a hard time giving compliments. I don't know why. That's because that's just who I am. Okay, sorry. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. All right, so now relational characteristics. So this is within the family unit. Strengths. Okay, let's go back to the fun ones. Okay. Exerts sound leadership. They exert, you know, this is what we're going to do and charge. Um, Establishes goals. Motivates family to action. Knows the right answer. I didn't say that. It's in here. But it says that I know the right answer. I'm just saying. I didn't write this. John Maxwell said it. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Organizes the household. Has has little need for friends. (laughs) This is, oh, man. Will work for group activity and excels in emergencies. It's like if you're a high D, like if you're a really strong D, if you, when you took that test, it gave you a circle graph and it told you how strong of a whatever you are. If you're a massive, you know, if that pie chart <laughs> is a lot, then um, you're going to be really good at crisis. Like you almost are ready for it. You're like, we got a crisis. Let's do this. <laughs> I got it, all right. Um, so those are those are your relational within the family. Okay, so now we got to go back to the the not fun part, limitations. Okay, within the family, tends to over dominate. <laughs> too busy sometimes for family. If you work outside the home and you are dominant in your work, you sometimes maybe too busy for your family. Impatient with poor performance. This one's so funny. I don't know. I was trying to examine myself when I read this next one. Won't let children relax. <laughs> hey, y'all better be quiet right now. <laughs> Won't let your children relax. I think back to if, <clears throat> if I'm working and doing something in the house and the girls are not doing something in the house, I usually will be really loud. Like if I'm washing the dishes and they are just sitting there doing nothing and they should be washing dishes, guess how loud those dishes are going to be? Super loud. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I mean, it's just, it's going to be because they sh- if I'm, if I'm working, guess what? Everyone else in the house should be working. <laughs> That's just the way it should be. Amen. Okay, we're gonna move on. Amen. See, I'm I feel it. it's not like good stuff, ain't it? Um too independent. Can't say I'm sorry. Oh. What did you just make a noise? Okay. I'm sorry. I heard a grunt from over here. I'm not sure what happened. Anyway. I got cough drops in my purse if you need them. Um, <laughs> um, maybe right, but unpopular. Ugh. And then the last one is possessive. Ugh. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, so the core fear. So each one has a core fear. This is the one thing that you guard yourself from. So the core fear of a D is fear of being taken advantage of. Can I get an amen from my fellow (laughs) D's out there? Um, This is why we want control, because if I can control the environment, it protects me from being taken advantage of. And I can just uh, tell you this is so true. Um, Now, for all of you who live with a D and are trying to survive, um... I'm going to give you some tips on how to communicate with them effectively, all right? You ready? You probably need to take some notes here. Be brief and to the point. (laughs) Be brief. Just get to it. For heaven's sakes, just ask the question. (laughs) Um, Ask what questions, not how questions, okay? Focus on results. Get to the bottom line. Discuss problems immediately. Talk about the solutions. Okay, we don't want to spend three days talking about the problem. It's like, give me the problem and let's get the solution and then just get to it, right? Let's just get her done. Um, Show appreciation. Highlight the benefits. And this one, I need you to write in all caps with exclamation marks. Don't ramble. Do not. Just say it. Get it out spit it out whatever you need to say just spit it out bless the lord all right does that help anybody has anybody received so much help on how to communicate with somebody in your family i hope so all right we're going to move away from the d's we've crucified them enough <laughs> okay we're going on all right the eyes who's my who are my eyes all right all right <clears throat> so eyes this is gonna be fun too. All right, let's talk about your strengths. The general characteristics of an I outgoing and charismatic. These are your very warm, friendly. They just are the life of the party. They love to party. <laughs> They're talkative. These are your talkative people. They are compassionate. And demonstrative, so these are your people that when they talk, they're talking with everything. Now I may have some of that tendency because I talk with my hands a lot. Like I feel like I can't get my point. Have you ever tried to talk without moving your hands? I don't think my vocal cords would work. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to move my hands. It's weird. Um, they are generous and sincere at heart. They have a good sense of humor. They have a memory for stories. They are going to remember every crazy, funny thing that ever happened in their life, and they're going to tell you about it. Um, they're enthusiastic, very expressive. They're good on the stage. These are your drama queens and kings, <laughs> okay? They're good on stage. These are, these are your people who really are. They're good at, like, acting and things of that nature. Um, wide-eyed and innocent. They're usually kind of naive. Lives in the present, and they have a changeable disposition. All right, so here's, our, here's your limitations, eyes. Ready? You ready for it? Can you handle it? Okay, here we go. <sighs> Undisciplined and weak-willed. Restless. <laughs> I love hearing the little grunts and stuff as I read through these. It's just so funny. Um, restless and naive. <clears throat> Disorganized, but they think they're organized. <laughs> that's the funny part, is they think they're organized, but their idea of organization is moving the pile of papers into another drawer. (laughs) Those are your your eyes. (laughs) All right. They are unproductive. Eyes are not good with (laughs) follow-through. I heard a gasp. Um, They're undependable, sometimes can be egocentric, They exaggerate. I do that. I'm like, you guys haven't cleaned your room in 47 years. (laughs) Okay, so I exaggerate sometimes. (laughs) Um, A compulsive talker, do not look around the room. Fearful and insecure sometimes. They dwell on trivia or on problems. Like they want to talk about the problems a lot. And as a D, (laughs) I'm like, she's... Tell me the problem and we'll come up with the 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 solution right now. Okay. Um, Anyway, egotistical sometimes can be obnoxious. Controlled by their circumstances, they tend to get angry pretty easily, (laughs) and they seem phony to some people. They can sometimes come across as phony. All right, done with that part. Relationally, let's talk about within the family. They are liked by their by children's friends. So, if you have kids and you're an I, their friends usually like you. They may not like you, <laughs> but their, their friends may like you. Um, they can turn disaster into humor. They are the circus master. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, makes friends very easily, thrives on compliments. They love compliments. <laughs> They're envied by others but they apologize quickly, so that's a good thing. Um, and they like spontaneous activities, like let's let's go TP pastor's house. Yeah, let's go do it. Woohoo! Sounds like fun. Like I could see some eyes doing that. <laughs> but I will say, if you do that, this D is going to come out swinging. So I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, <laughs> within the home, here's some of your limitations. <laughs> Keeps home in a frenzy. Again, they're disorganized, but they think they're organized. <laughs> um, they are forgetful. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't listen to the whole story. Needs to be the center of attention. Dominates conversations and answers for other people. I so love that when people do that. Um, that, was, that was the sarcasm. That sarcastic part of the D came out just now. Um, fickle, and they make a lot of excuses sometimes. Again, these limitations are not things that you guys do all the time. It's, these are some tendencies you might, could go to, okay? I'm trying to help you all feel better about yourselves right now. All right. The core fear of an I is rejection. They, if they feel like, for instance, if they're trying to be funny and you don't laugh, they feel rejected and you have just crushed their world, okay? So if you know an I and they tell you a joke, for the love of God, laugh. Even if it's not funny, laugh your head off, okay? (laughs) Just belly laugh. All right, so if you're living with an I, here's some communication tips for you. (laughs) Let them talk about themselves, (laughs) Just let them talk because they want to talk, and they want to sometimes talk about themselves and their ideas. Just let them go. Um, Share your thoughts because eyes are really people, people. And so they want to hear They're like, so what do you think? Well, don't say, oh, I think whatever you say is good. They don't want to hear that. They want your ideas. So share your ideas with them. Share your thoughts. Um, Recognize them for their accomplishments. Make things fun. I mean, just throw a party every now and then for them. Um, create incentives for follow-through because, again, they struggle with follow-through. They have all kinds of great ideas, but following through with them is the struggle. And don't overload them or interrupt them. If you interrupt them, they feel so rejected. They did. That's, you touch their core fear when you interrupt them because you're rejecting the rest of their 24-hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> all right, is everybody okay? All you eyes? You all right? All right. I love you. I love everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. S's, where are my S's at? All right. We have a lot. Again, there's 62%. They're introverted most of the time. They're they like to watch what's going on. They're usually pretty reserved. So here's some general characteristics and strengths of the S. Likeable and diplomatic. Efficient and organized. Dependable. Conservative and practical. They're a reluctant leader. They will lead, but they're not seeking leadership, you know, things. Uh, Low-key personality. They are just kind of chill, you know. They're hard to read sometimes. S's are hard to read. You don't know um, I'm, I, I won't mention names, but I'm married to an S. And so <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes I can't read him because he is just pretty low-key. He's pretty chill. Um, and I'm like, did you hear what I said? The house is burning down. I, did you hear that? <laughs> okay, that's not happened, but <clears throat> just an example. Um, but they are low-key. Um, easygoing and relaxed. Patient. He has to be patient to be married to a D for sure. Uh, Well-balanced, quiet but witty, (laughs) sympathetic and kind, keeps emotions hidden, and happily reconciled to life. Okay? All right. So here's some limitations of the S. Here we go. (sighs) Okay, I just mentioned that my husband is an S. I just want to say, <laughs> before I get started, I'm not saying he's any of these things. Because he's practically perfect in every way you weigh. So, <laughs> we're just going to go there. I'll let him talk about his limitations. <laughs> okay. Um, unmotivated. <laughs> spectator. Again, this is not any reflection on him. Oh god, get me through this. Okay, spectator, selfish and stubborn, stingy, self-protective, indecisive and fearful, unenthusiastic, avoids responsibility, quiet, will of iron, too compromising and self-righteous. Wow, that was a tough list. <laughs> That was a really tough list. All right. I hurried through it because I'm married to an S and I don't, I want to stay married to him. So, um, (laughs) oh yes, there's a lot of balancing. We did this, we did this, um, this assessment with, uh, I don't know if y'all remember brother Galen Walters came a few years ago. He did our leadership retreat and he was comparing us as a leadership couple and he said, I have never seen a couple more opposite than the two of you because like on the circle, I'm a super high D and the opposite is a super high S and that's what he is. Um, but we've made it work for 25 years. So it's a success story. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, there's been some counseling in those 25 years. I'll just put it that way. Um, all right. Relationally. um." S's makes a good, they make good parents. So that's good. <laughs> um, they're not in a hurry. They're, you know, they're just kind of chill. They can take the good with the bad. Doesn't get upset easily. Pleasant and enjoyable. Good listener. I mean, look, this is such a great list. Good listener. A dry sense of humor. <laughs> and has several, has several close friends. So you see we're mine was like i don't need a lot of friends and he's like give me all the friends in the world um and i'm like oh yay more people um all right <laughs> so all right relational relational characteristics or limitations here all right they're undisciplined and unchangeable they do not oh do not organize the home they take, <laughs> they take life too easy <clears throat> they dampen enthusiasm <laughs> Can I tell a funny story? This is just a funny story. It's not bad. It might be, but it's not. Bad. <laughs> okay, so anytime this is kind of the family joke. Anytime we go to Disney <clears throat> or any kind of family vacation, you know, we are super hyped. We're like, me and the girls are like, yeah, we're doing this, this is so great. And um every time we spend money, <laughs> It's like, cha-ching, you (laughs) know, like, he's, he's like, man, this place is expensive. Man, how much was that? And the girls are like, are you serious, dad? It's, it's a funny thing. It's really, we're fine. Um, But it is a funny thing that now he does it just to be funny. (laughs) He'll say things and the girls are like, are you, are you really kidding right now, dad? (laughs) He said he's not being funny. I was trying to help you out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. Anyway, so that's funny. Um, all Everything's funny. Stays uninvolved, indifferent to plans. <laughs> indifferent to plans. Like, do you want to do this or this? I don't care whatever you want to do. That's an S for you. Um, this, this one's harsh. Judges others. Um, sarcastic and teasing. Okay. Made it through that. All right. So, the core fear of an S is loss of security. They need stability in their life. And when things get shaken, whoo, they get shaken. So, um, remember that. When you touch that core fear in that S that you live with, just recognize they need to feel that stability. They need to feel like, because COVID wrecked S's because everything changed. Everything was upheaval. Never knew what tomorrow was going to hold. And um, S's were struggling. If you know an S, they were probably struggling during all the change, because S's don't love change. They like things to be the way that they are. Now, they like change if they're controlling the change, but if it's out of their control and someone else is controlling the changes in their life, they do not like it. All right, communicating with the S. So if you're living with an S, express genuine interest in what they're saying. Okay? They need to know. <laughs> they need to know that you're listening, okay? Clearly define goals and what their role is. Be really specific with S's. Don't just don't be vague. Provide clarification, <laughs> be friendly and polite. Don't be too pushy or aggressive, okay? S's can't handle it, (laughs) so just be nice. All right, last one is our C's. Raise your hand, C's. Okay, we got a lot of those too. All right, so we have our C's. These are your, they're more introverted. Sometimes they can be kind of pessimistic and soft-spoken. So let's go through the general characteristics the strengths of a C. Analytical and idealistic, okay? These are your people who have all the facts and all the statistics. They're very <laughs> data-driven, okay? They have, if you ask them a question, this is why I think Dakota might be part, partly a C, because this girl knows the most random facts about everything. It's weird, <laughs> like, but she, she doesn't watch a lot of movies. She watches documentaries. It's crazy, Um, But anyway, she knows a lot of random, really non-important facts. So if you have a question about something that's really irrelevant to life, she probably knows the answer to it Um, because she's really analytical and she likes all that. Um, C's are perfectionists. They're loyal. They're sensitive, self-sacrificing, self-disciplined. They're more serious. They're you're serious people, and purposeful. They are. Y'all will like this. They're prone to be geniuses. I know some of y'all are like, "That's right. I told you, honey. I've been trying to tell you all along. I'm <laughs> a genius, <laughs> talented." Again, for some of you, again these these could be. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to bust your bubble. Some of these these are you could tend to have these anyway. Sorry, uh, talented and creative. A lot of um, musical people are C's. Uh, artistic, musically gifted, philosoph- ph- philosophical and poetic. <laughs> A lot of C's are good with words. All right, so all you single ladies, beware. Okay just because he's good with words, because we're going to get to the limitations in a minute. Um, Okay, so, and they're appreciative of beauty. All right, limitations, they can be moody and negative, critical, rigid, self-centered and touchy, dear Lord, revengeful. This next one makes me laugh, but I, I don't know if it should. Persecution prone, like, Who's prone to persecution? It's like, I don't know. Anyway, that just, that whole, that just makes me laugh. It's like, <laughs> anyway, I'm not even going to make a joke about it because it would probably come across really bad. Um, unsociable has, ooh, this one's going to hurt, has false humility, <laughs> has selective hearing. Wow. Introspective and low self-esteem and tends to be a hypochondriac. (laughs) Some of y'all were like, I knew it. Uh, It's so funny. All right, relationally, here's some strengths. They set high standards. They want everything done right. They will pick up after the children most of the time because they're trying to get everything done right. They will sacrifice their own will. They encourage talent they make friends very cautiously and they're content to stay in the background and they avoid causing attention or bringing attention to themselves. And here are some relational characteristics your limitations. You can set unrealistic goals for everyone in the house, you're too meticulous. <laughs> they become a martyr and then they sulk about it. <laughs> That one makes me laugh so hard. It's like, I did this for the family. (laughs) They sulk, okay? It kind of defeats the whole purpose of being self-sacrificing, you know? Um, They live through others. (laughs) They're socially insecure. (laughs) Critical and unforgiving. They hold back affection and they are antagonistic and vengeful. Man, that's tough. Again, like I said, this doesn't mean this is you all the time. (laughs) Okay, I'm just trying to help. All right, the core fear of a C is criticism. They really struggle with being corrected. So sometimes you can try to correct a C and you hit that core fear of them being criticized. Even, you can do it in the nicest way. You can do the whole compliment sandwich thing where you're like, you are a great person. I love you and all the things about you. But you're being a jerk right now. But again, I love you <laughs> and I love all the things about you. And all they hear is you're being a jerk right now and their world is crashed. They can <clears throat> sometimes not handle correction well because of that fear of being criticized. Um, When C's get hurt, they're going to withdraw affection. Okay, so if you are living with a C and you notice that they're withdrawing from you, most likely there is something there and you probably need to talk through it. All right, communicating with a C, and I'm almost done. You can get ready to come and fix all that I've done now. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so if you're communicating with a C, Use accurate data, (laughs) okay? Come prepared for the meeting because they're going to be prepared with their argument and their facts, and they're going to have graphs and pie charts, and they're going to have it all together, so you better be prepared. Be very specific with them. Don't refuse to explain the details, I hate details sometimes. I'm just like, let's just do it. I don't know how we're going to do it. Just get it done. And they want details, and I don't want to give them. But if you're communicating with a C, you need to explain the details and don't be vague. All right? So have I helped anybody? (laughs) Or have I completely destroyed everything, and now you guys got to go home and work through it all? So next week, we're going to talk through some communication stuff. Um, like the trust model, that one page, we're going to talk through some of that because it's really going to help us with communicating with one another in the family. Um, And we'll dig a little bit deeper into how we communicate with the different styles. If you want, there are paid, like you could pay to do this DISC assessment to where they send you like this whole extensive report. I have like a... 30 page report on mine that we did from when Brother Walters was here and did this with our leadership team um, it was it's very enlightening and painful and <laughs> it's private and no one will ever see it um, but anyway so we'll, we'll dig a little bit more next week so pastor come
0: sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com.